Hey everybody, Laramie here, and I just wanted to take a moment before today's episode to let you know that there's a little bit of an audio problem. There was some thumping that I couldn't quite isolate and figure out. I don't know if it was from one of us tapping our foot against the table, or perhaps even our kids running around upstairs. But I just wanted you to know that there is a thumping throughout the episode, so don't think that it's anything with your speakers or your headphones or the audio quality. It's actually in the recording. But I hope you enjoy the episode, and I'll see you on the other side of the page. Welcome to Moving Panels One Shot. Uh, On today's One Shot, in preparation for Valentine's Day, my wife Bethany and I will decide which superhero movie is a good movie to watch for a date night. Uh, Whether it's with your your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, uh, or even just just among friends, just to have your own little uh, singles night. What would be a fun thing to do on Valentine's Day? Now, let me be perfectly clear here that this is only our suggestion, and our decision should only be used if both parties, if everyone involved, has agreed to watch a superhero movie. This should not be something you force upon anybody. Um, This should just be if maybe both of you get to pick one. Okay. So, okay. But what if I fall asleep no matter what the movie is? What movie should we watch then? Uh, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> so Bethany and I are both going to give a list of five uh, or four, depending on how I many. Three. Oh, so she has three. So Bethany's going to give a list of three. I'll provide a few and then we'll kind of dwindle it down from there. What movie we think would be a good one. And then next week on Moving Panels, you will hear the two two of us do an episode on that movie. So go ahead, Bethany, and talk us through what movies you thought would be good and why you decided to pick them. So, well, the first thing I'm going to say is what I think makes a good date movie. And I think it should not be a movie that lasts two and a half to three hours long. It needs... I will be marking Avengers Endgame off my list right now. Good. Because, okay, look. If it's your date, if it's like an official date, it needs to be something where you, that's not your whole night. You need to be able to spend some time watching the movie and then talk about it afterwards. I also think it doesn't need to be too plot heavy because there need, it's got to be kind of a romp, like fun, maybe a little bit of in-depthness, but not too much because you want it to... You want to relax. You want to, maybe if it, during some of the low times, start getting a little kissy-kissy. Okay. And so that's that's what I think makes a good date movie. Okay. A romp that's about, uh, floats around the 90-minute mark. 90 minutes, two hours, less than two hours. Okay. So I'm, I'm not in disagreement, but I will say some of my movies I picked are probably going to exceed that. Well... But I I have always said when it comes to, you know, dinner and a movie, which is the way people typically say that phrase, dinner and a movie, mm-hmm. I always think it should be movie and a dinner. Right. Because I think you should go see the movie, then go to dinner, and the movie gives you something to talk about. Especially during, like, a first date yeah, where it you're, like, break that and ice. you don't know what to do. What was our first date movie, Laramie? It was remember? Twilight. It I was remember Twilight. exactly. It was Twilight. 
Oh, perfect yeah. date movie. Chosen, asked, and answered. Uh, not a superhero film. So <sighs> let's move on to then... the shows that we would cover for this podcast. Okay. So my first one is going to be Ant-Man. Okay. It's one, Paul Rudd. He is good to look at. It doesn't matter what you're interested in. Why would why would you want to have a date movie where the girl is going to be oogling or over, the boy. or the boy is going to be oogling over the the star of the movie? Okay, we're we're about to get a little um, hot in here, Laramie. It gets you excited. Okay. <laughs> so Paul Rudd. Also, I don't care who you are. Paul Rudd's attractive, isn't he, Laramie? You're a straight man. Is Paul Rudd attractive? Uh, I have no comment. So that's yes. Anyways, so Paul Rudd. He's charming. He's attractive. He's hilarious. It's It's got a lot of comedy. It's fun. It's not heavy in the plot because it's just introducing the character. I think it's a really good one for a date movie. Okay. Then I'm going to go with Wonder Woman. Okay. The first one. Not the most recent. Not Wonder Woman 84. That movie is way too long. I honestly don't remember how long Wonder Woman... Ten minutes shorter. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh, dear. So I've already messed Wonder- up my own thing. Wonder Woman is over two hours long. Well, it doesn't feel like it. So that helps. But Wonder Woman, it's it's very lighthearted. It's got a lot of the comedy... And it's it's fun, and it's female empowerment, which makes, if if it's a female involved in the relationship, makes her feel good, makes her feel strong, mm-hmm. gets her excited. Yeah. Gal Gadot's um, not bad to look at. You know what? Yeah. You know what? She's hot, Laramie. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So then my next movie is going to be... Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. It's got a good soundtrack to it. The first one. Oh, did I pick second one one's that got you... a second one's got a good soundtrack too. It does, but it's a little it it's not as good of a movie. It's a little too plot heavy. And there's just so much going on in the second one. Whereas in the first one, it's a lot of character introduction, but it's a lot more fun. And I think it's it's a good one if, like, halfway through you're not interested or halfway through you're excited from looking at Chris Pratt. You can get a little kissy-kissy going. Okay. I can see that. I can definitely see that. All right. So so th- those are the, the only three you came up with on the list. I, I had a little bit of a longer list just in case we needed some extra to talk about. Did I pick or were there any duplicates? I, you did. I had Wonder Woman on my list. Okay. So I'm going to, even though most people would argue now, oh, well, both of you had Wonder Woman, so that must be the winner. I, I'm not necessarily going to go with that. Again, I came up with a long list. Mm-hmm. So I was bound to come up with something that uh, Bethany was going to come up with. So we're going to still go with my list, and then we can kind of discuss with that. So first, my first pick is going to be what is probably always going to be my first pick, and that's Superman. Uh, Lois and Clark, just, it's the oldest relationship in comic books. It is such a deep relationship in the comic books. Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder play those characters so well in the movie. And 
and you have the you have this great stuff of Clark being the the Boy Scout and being the gentleman and the the chivalry that he has as Clark. I know he's Superman, but as Clark and then using his superpowers, he, you know, catches the bullet when they are mugged. Uh, you know, but he feigns that he wasn't able to be strong enough and whatnot. And the 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 relationship between them is great. Of course, Lois with Superman, a little bit more chemistry there, because that's who Lois is more interested in with this movie. And although kind of a little sappy, the can you read my mind? It's a good time to start making out. <laughs> it, 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 it's a great a romantic little moment uh, with the music and then them flying together. Uh, it's a, it's a great thing. And of course there is the fact that it is the love that Superman has for Lois <laughs> that causes him to have to do something that we never thought he'd be able to do. And that is turn the world in the opposite direction and reverse time. And so a great love story between Lois and Clark and so my first pick is going with Superman the movie. Okay. All right. Second, I am going to go with The Amazing Spider-Man. The first one? Yes. Okay. The, we're, now we're talking about the Andrew Garfield uh, reboot after the Tobey Maguire movies, uh, Amazing Spider-Man. And that is because you get the tragic love story. But this isn't the one where Gwen Stacy dies. Not this, that one. Yes. So that's the second one in that okay. series. The second one. Well, yeah. So, but you've, you you got to have that first one to set it all up. And even with the, the, you had the great chemistry between Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. Then you have the conflict, kind of that Romeo and Juliet thing, because Emma Stone's dad is the chief of police. Yeah. And so you've got, you know, the fact that, Andrew Garfield's having to really be careful around him to not reveal that he's all of that. And it's a great, gives that star-crossed lover feel and all that. And of course, it leads to, as we just said, Gwen's death, uh, which is just a tragic scene and whatnot. So that sets you up for, you know, another date is to watch the second movie. I know that that's a cheesy moment, but both times Gwen Stacy died in that movie... I cried. I saw it in theaters twice. Hold up. Let me go back. I know it's a cheesy moment um, and people make fun of it, but I saw the movie in theaters twice and both times I sobbed like a baby. Yeah. So again, that and that's my, my thing about it is you watch The Amazing Spider-Man and all the, you know... They're not great movies, but you watch The Amazing Spider-Man, you get this great love story between Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy. You then can follow that up, and the your date would probably be interested in seeing the second one. And then you just get that tragic thing, which would cause that uh, that the the feels and the cries, and you know you get to hold them tight while uh, Peter Parker sobs over Gwen Stacy. Okay, here's the thing. To to help you, because I'm I'm a team player. In the first movie, there's this really stupid part where it's almost like a dance sequence when Peter Parker's trying to figure out how to do his like webby stuff, mm. and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, is this the same movie? I 
I'm not it's, recalling because they do that in pretty much in all of the origin movies. That's a good kissy kissy time. I'm on kissy kissy watch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next up, I this is one that Bethany probably wouldn't be surprised that I would put on my list, and that is Thor. Okay. So Thor, I think, is the most female, not the most, but for a, let me say it this way, for a male-led superhero movie, it is the most female superhero movie. Because you've got the, you've got Chris Helmsworth. Very nice. You talk about being able to look at Chris Helmsworth. You got that. What girl doesn't want to look at Chris Hemsworth? What man doesn't want to look at Chris Hemsworth? Um, you know what? I'll throw that back at you. I would rather look at Chris Hemsworth than Paul Rudd. So... You know what? I'm not mad at that. So there you go. Uh, then you've got this romantic... Now I know your type. You've got this romantic <laughs> story with Jane Foster, uh, which I think they tell beautifully that, you know, she's curious, but she's not immediately, you know, in, infatuated with him or swooning over him. It kind of takes a little bit to build... I think the movie has that nice balance of it's got the action, but it also has the drama. Uh, Kenneth Branagh directing it gives it that very Shakespearean <laughs> type feel. And I think it holds all parties' interest, uh, probably most of many superhero films. I mean, I'm not going to deny that one. I would not pick that one as the winner. Um, just because... It's not my favorite. Okay. It's not... I don't know. I don't think I've seen it since since we first watched it, so it's been a long time. All right. So, my next pick, is, and I think this is the, uh, the underdog. I think this one's kind of going to come out of left field for a lot of people, but it's one that I think kind of people forget about. And that is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. <gasps> I forgot that's a comic book movie. Yep. Can Scott, I do that one? Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Can that one win so that I can do that one? <laughs> is is my okay, next Regardless pick. of whether that one wins, I'm doing that episode. Okay. So Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I mean, the whole story is about a guy fighting for his girlfriend. So good. Um literally fighting for his girlfriend and he has to fight off the exes and uh you know it's it's a and the the whole thing is is the entire plot of that movie and the comic book is a love story it right. is all about scott wanting to be with ramona mm -hmm. and there is no there is no world ending plot there's no villain that is not associated with the actual love story. Uh, it is all about a love story. Okay. Here's the problem. Who's the person you're looking at? Because it ain't Michael Sarah. Love you, buddy. You're the best. I know you're the biggest fan of this podcast. But you are not a Chris Helmsworth. Well, no, but again, you're you're watching this one for the story. Okay, it fine. is it is ultimately for the story for everybody involved. It is all about the story. Well, what gets you excited though? That's the, the question. The action, 
because the fight scenes, it's based off of a comic book, but it's also very, you know, video game. Feels, yeah, it feels like a video game. Yeah, which there also is a Scott Pilgrim video, video game. game. So there's that tie-in as well. But yeah, you definitely have the video game aspect of it as well. All right, so I think we've kind of already made our decision, but we'll go through this again. So we've got uh, Ant-Man, Wonder Woman, and Guardians of the Galaxy from Bethany. From me, we've got Superman, The Amazing Spider-Man, really kind of one and two, Thor, and Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I think we're both going to go ahead and say we're taking Thor out. Right. Uh, I think we kind of decided we'll take Spider-Man out because yeah. we are talking that to really get the full story, you have to watch two movies. And and you shouldn't have to watch two movies, especially one that's going to make you cry. Yeah. Um, I I think if we want to stick with your rules, we got to take out Wonder Woman. Fine. Um, and honestly, if we're going to stick with your rules, sadly, we have to take out Superman. I was going to take out Superman. I just, I just don't want to watch that one. Oh, that, that makes me sad. <laughs> um, I'm really sorry. So we're down to Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and Ant-Man. I'm going to veto Ant-Man. Oh, man. So you're going to make me pick? So we're down to Guardians of the Galaxy or Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. No, I need reasons why you're going to get rid of Ant-Man. Well, it, again, I I think Ant-Man's a little too... Now, if you had said Ant-Man uh, and the Wasp... I had originally thought about that. Because that's got more of the kind of relationship side of it. I think Ant-Man, though, is... Even though you said it as a positive, I think the comedic aspect to it just doesn't fit too much if you're trying to have kind of a more romantic feel. Not saying that Guardians doesn't have a comedic aspect and Scott Pilgrim doesn't have a comedic aspect, but I think Ant-Man is just a little too thick. Fine. So I'm taking out Ant-Man. Fine. Okay. So we're down to Guardians of the Galaxy and Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Based off of your reaction, I think I know what you're going to go with. Well, let me tell you how I feel about it. Okay. So, Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow, did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. It is a really good date movie. I'm not denying that. It's funny. It's got an awesome soundtrack, so if one person's not super into it, they got good background music while they play on their phone, or it's kissy-kissy time. The problem with it is that if you do get into it, there's a lot to get into, and it's a part of a bigger story. Mm -hmm. And so you do kind of need to pay more attention to it. Where Scott Pilgrim is a standalone movie. Yes. It's got phenomenal music if you're into that kind of thing it is funny it's cute captain marvel is in it say that one more time captain marvel is in it really brie larson is in I that didn't movie know brie larson was in it captain america's in it really yeah chris evan really he's one of the he's one the, of the exes the exes no, that's that's Scott Pilgrim's ex. No, oh, I didn't remember that. Yes, so that'll be fun to rewatch. And Superman is in it. Oh my gosh! Because Brandon man. Ralph is one of the exes. And there's the amazing scene where 
it one of the exes gets his powers from veganism. That's Brandon Ralph. Really? Yeah. That's Superman. <laughs> so <sighs> And he plays the Adam on television, which is pretty much like Ant Man. So there you go. We so tie it all in. I just hate to see you win, is the only thing. <laughs> I knew though. Like I had Scott Pilgrim in my pocket going, This is gonna be it right here. <laughs> All right, so are we settled? It'll be Scott Pilgrim versus the world? Uh, okay. People of the world. Oh, wait, that's, that's trademark. That's the wrong podcast. Trademark. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, folks of all ages, um, the winner of this mo- of this podcast, of this competition, Sure. is Scott Pilgrim versus the world. All right, folks, so next week, next Monday... It's what you have to watch with your significant other. Well, and for Valentine's Day, which would be after, but for next Monday's episode, you will hear Bethany and I return to do a full episode on Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And I will make sure to timestamp all of the kissy kissy times. Exciting. (laughs) All right. So there you have it. There's something for you to consider. Please leave us a positive review. And on Apple Podcast, uh, follow us, like us, subscribe to us on all the other podcasting platforms. And if you uh, want to give us some suggestions or give a topic that we could discuss, you can email us at movingpanels at gmail.com. And thank you again, Bethany, for making this decision. I look forward to sitting and watching this with you and uh, enjoying just a, a night together. That'll be so much fun. Maybe I'll stay awake. I would prefer it if we're going to do the show. All right, for Moving Panels, I'm Laramie Wells, and I'll see you on the other side of the page. Hello movie viewers and fellow movie lovers. My name is Tim Williams and I'm the creator and host of Movie Views Presents the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. See, I love the 80s and I have a great appreciation and nostalgic passion for the classic 80s flicks that birthed my love for movies and ultimately helped shape my childhood. On each episode, I'll discuss, with a special guest co-host of course, a different film from the 1980s. We'll share memories, favorite characters, iconic scenes, and even share some behind-the-scenes stories along the way. We'll discuss famous blockbusters like Raiders of the Lost Ark, Coming to America, Ghostbusters, Dirty Dancing, Top Gun, Die Hard, and many, many more. As well as some other cult classics and even lesser-known flicks we discovered on cable TV or the now-defunct video rental stores. Remember those? No matter what 80s flick we choose to talk about, we'll always have a good time, so come and check us out. You can find the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast on major podcasting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and more. Be sure to subscribe or follow so you don't miss a single episode. Once again, I'm Tim Williams, and I hope you'll join me for the next 80s Flick Flashback.